Friday with Batters on Drive. Who is he? It's my partner, but he not speak. Oh, it's your silent partner. <laughs> <laughs> on with the show! Friday with Batters and Wolf. Are you ready yet? Now, every Friday on Drive, we spend some time with somebody already pretty well known, but rather than talking about the obvious, we actually try to avoid that and chat about other parts of their lives. Today we're getting to know the Speaker of the Legislative Assembly, Grant Woodhams. He's the National Party's member for Greenough. And before that, though, and people will know this, I think, a long-time ABC employee, uh, presenter and producer of the Country Hour for Regional WA listening to us. They'd be very familiar with Grant Woodhams. Spent uh, years at Channel 7, worked with Fat Cat, presented the weather in an array of colourful bow ties. <laughs> and uh, he's in our Geraldton studio this afternoon and joins us today. Hello, Grant. Russell, nice script. Thanks very much. <laughs> Thanks very much. Yeah, who just, wrote it? <laughs> just the one, just the one error in there. Yeah, the high Fred. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm actually not the member for Greenwich anymore because oh, of the it's changed um, touch. they have they keep oh. on changing these things. Nowadays, the member for more, but. Uh, that's right. We'll let that one slide. Okay. I'm, very, I'm very sorry about that. Now, uh, because we're trying to get behind the person that's, you know, that's our guest, do you mind if we're casual with you and we don't say Mr. Woodhams? Please. Mr. Speaker? Please. <laughs> and, uh, and I have asked you this question before, and I'm pretty sure the answer is I just don't care, but are you Grant or Grant? No, I'm Grant and I don't care. Yeah, yeah. So, Grant. Um, and uh, meet Tom Badley. Uh, hi, Tom. Hi, How Grant. are you? I'm good, Grant. How are you? <laughs> Very good, Thomas. You now, can call me Mr. Speaker if you're around. <laughs> now, the thing is, is that we don't want to talk politics with you, but Tom can't, he can't help himself, though, yeah. because you are the Speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. He wants to fire off a couple of questions to you. Because you know the rules. Has, has Wolfie explained the rules to you, Grant? I think it's a little bit like if you don't make the ladies' tea at golf, that uh, you every, owe everybody a joke. Every time you say something, <laughs> it's something like that. It's pretty yeah. much right. If you if you talk about politics, you'll hear <laughs> the duck. Mm. Um, and and we've had so far uh, Johnny Young with six ducks, Dean Olston, the cartoonist, four, and then the field just swells at three ducks: Carmen Lawrence, Terry Oldman, Ben White, Fred Cheney. Two ducks, the very clever Wayne Martin. Um, but but. Tom's like buying an exemption just yeah. for the first couple Look, of minutes. I, I, I did ask Wolfie Grant whether I could have an exemption up front, uh, whether I could get my political questions in first. Y- do you have that exemption? It's been granted, yeah. hasn't yeah. it? Okay. It's been, yeah. it's exemption been, granted. It granted. Yeah. Um, and I thought, I mean, the couple of times that I've sat in there and watched the exchanges at question time, I do enjoy them, the theatre, and I think you handle the role uh, as speaker brilliantly. Now, give us some anecdotes. Uh, have you got some funny kind of exchanges between yourself and, and people on the floor? Or even perhaps there might be exchanges that you're aware of from other parliaments which have really sort of made you have a bit of a giggle. So Johnny Young's on six. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, the duck is away. Okay. Duck, yeah. <laughs> I've, got a lot, I've got a long way to go. <laughs> I, I, the one that, that I remember uh, most vividly, and will probably strike a chord with both of you, was uh, a reference the Minister for Planning, uh, John Day, was, was making to some legislation uh, that he was introducing. And, and, and it was about um, uh, some theatrical developments and there was an interjection from the other side, you know, re-Nick Cave. <laughs> and then there were these whole range of sort of Nick Cave jokes that went back and forth, back and forth. And as you know, Tom, as Speaker of the Legislative Assembly, and I hope that's at least one duck, because I'm after, <laughs> you, I'm after you, Johnny Young. <laughs> that, that, um, 
that after so many of these bad Nick Cave jokes went back and forth, back yeah. and forth, I just stood up and then at every at that point as the speaker, when you stand up, uh, everyone must remain silent and listen to your ruling. I just describe them as all a group of bad seeds and we need to move on. <laughs> oh, boom, boom. And can I ask, I get the impression that you run a tight house. No, Is I it, don't. No? I don't. No, I, and it's I deliberately don't because... Uh, I have a serious side, which I know you probably find hard to believe, Russell, because you know we've spent a few times together doing different things. <laughs> we'll come to that later. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. We we might lose some of the ducks, but but um, I, I think everybody there's there's 59 of us in there. We all have different egos. We all have different agendas. We all have different reasons for doing what we're doing. And to to try and discriminate and say, look, I know that you've got a short fuse, you've got a great sense of humour, and you're exceptionally good-looking, so I'm going to give you sort of more <laughs> questions today. Uh, you can't play it like that. So I, I try and give people quite a bit of latitude. Um, Grant Woodhams is our guest on Drive this afternoon, and that's it. Then that's the end of politics, Woody. You'll be delighted to know that we'll move uh, we'll move forward now. That doesn't stop us. From trying to sort of lure Catch you down, you yeah, lure yeah. you down that path. So yeah. be warned, Grant. Okay, okay. Well, you could even do a time call if you wanted, like you know, <laughs> nineteen minutes past five. <laughs> it's hard to take the presenter out of the man. <laughs> um, now uh, let's start off with uh, where you grew up. What, wh- sure. Where were you? I, I was born in Sydney and uh, lived in Sydney till I was fifteen. Um, I was uh, my, my my mother and grandmother raised me essentially. Um, so I, I didn't actually come from uh, a single parent family because I was with family, uh, but my mother remarried when uh, I was 15 and we moved to Western Australia. Wow. What, what prompted the move? Why did you... Uh, my, my mother married a farmer uh, from Western Australia, which is probably the most sensational thing she's ever done, and uh, <laughs> in her 85th year, she probably appreciates that. <laughs> and you do too. Yeah, I, look, and my dad, <laughs> I would have to say, and I call him my dad, uh, my stepfather, I'd, I'd have to say uh, he's by a long way my best mate. Oh, that's really Wonderful. nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, and a nickname growing up? Oh, didn't really have nicknames. I mean, probably the closest I've ever had to a nickname is just Woody. Yeah. But, but that nothing really developed at school. I mean, it was just Woody most of the time. And Grant, sorry, when you moved to Western Australia, in, to, to a farm, obviously in the Gerrit or Greenwich region? No, I'm from uh, down on the south coast, a place called Gardner River, but spelt Gairdner, okay. as in Sir Charles Gardner Hospital, same spelling, uh, and uh, that's down near Jerramungup, so on the south coast uh, around, around from Albany. Um, and went to university. Oh, where, where were you schooled when you came to WA? Albany Senior High School. I was the school captain oh, there, Russell, oh, in oh, 1970. Oh, oh, fantastic. And sporty? Were you a sporty type at school? Uh, look, I love sport, but I'm absolutely hopeless at every sport I've tried, although I did find that running marathons was something I could do. Well, you're built like that, yeah. aren't you? Uh, yeah. Ethiopian kind Correct. of. Correct. Yeah. Colour, wrong. Yeah, built, yeah true. Perfect. Length. Um, and I mean, you—you, you, I mean, you jogged until recently. I mean, you, do you still get out and and tread the the pavement regularly? I tread the pavement, uh, not as much as I'd like to, but I recently did walk from Northampton to Horrocks Beach, which is twenty-three and a half k's, uh, and that's an, an annual event which I try to take part in. You could just nick outside the house and run around Kings Park a couple of times, couldn't you? Uh, I do. I, I actually have done that, Tom, on a couple of occasions, but normally before the house sits. 
Not Grant, during not during the lunch break. Grant Williams is our guest on Drive this afternoon. Um, and then went to university after you graduated from... or left uh, Albany Senior High School. What did you go and study? Oh, well, I didn't go straight to university. Oh, what did you do? Russell, I, um, I actually went to, to the US on an exchange scholarship. Spent uh, a year over there and then came back and... Uh, Worked on the farm, uh, worked on shearing teams, and then eventually went to uni and uh, specialised in beer drinking at Steve's. <laughs> <laughs> um, were there any other like famous alumni from that, that, that year at, uh, that shared the, the bar with you? Uh, the only famous <laughs> alumni who I could mention and who would be known, perhaps to some listening to your program, would be Leslie Charles Bonza from Cundedon. <laughs> Who? Les Bonza. Les Bonza from Cunderdon. Otherwise known as? Uh, Les Bonza. <laughs> oh, silly me, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> why would we know Les Bonza yeah. and why should we? Well, you asked me about uh, famous, famous alumni, alumni who shared oh. the bar with me at Steve's, and oh, okay, that, right. that was about it. All I right. think the real answer is, Wolfie, you can't remember. <laughs> it's too good a time at Steve's. Um, so, how did you get into media? I. I Used to listen to the radio uh, a tremendous amount of the time uh, when I was on the farm at Garden River and literally uh, go to sleep listening to the radio and quite often uh, wake up listening to it. And uh, some folks who are listening this afternoon may remember Bill McCutcheon, who used to broadcast out of Bunbury Studios. Yeah. And uh, he was the uh, breakfast presenter, rural reporter out of Bunbury, and I. Uh, grew up thinking, gee, wouldn't it be great to, to get a job like that? So there was that was always in the back of my mind. And eventually when I did go to uni and managed to pass, I kept on applying to the to the ABC until at the age of 28 they gave me a job. <laughs> Persistence. You're not 28 yet, Rusty, I know. So you, you've had it's just a dream well, run. I, <laughs> I think you gave me my first job at the ABC at a very similar age, I've got to say, Woody, when, when you were a lecturer of mine at the um, uh, broadcasting course that, that I studied and you were good enough to spirit me into the Country Hour, uh, the Rural Radio Department at the ABC for six weeks uh, to to help out when the producer, uh, Alan Richardson, was on leave, I think it was, from memory. That's right. And you've never left. It's no, great. It's, it's pretty, great. Yeah, pretty much that's right. What You're a bonus. Grant, what was that like? Uh, le- Working with Russell le- Wolfe? Lecturing Wolfie, yeah. Oh, Wolfie was actually quite good. Um, I mean, some of the others, absolute <laughs> retrobates and recalcitrants, and uh, you really had to take them to town. But uh, Rust- Rusty was always good with the Black Zambuca, so uh, <laughs> there was no reason he wasn't going to pass. <laughs> I do remember you when we first met you, Woody, that uh, this is why I think you run a tight house. This is why perhaps I have this misapprehension of that. But uh, you, you're very strict as a lecturer. My approach to lecturing was pretty much the same as my approach to broadcasting. You know, and and you did know, that at 10 minutes past five, you had to be back on air. So you couldn't be wandering around the corridor thinking, oh, maybe we'll do it in a few minutes' time. So all I was trying to do really was to imbue that real discipline into people. Uh, And so you said to us... My lecture starts at 9 o'clock in the morning. I don't remember what time it was, just 10 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't ridiculous, but, I mean, my lecture starts at 10 o'clock in the morning. If you should turn up at two seconds past 10, forget it. Pretty much that's right. Yeah. 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 Well, that, well, you yeah. just wouldn't let them in? That's no. I, I, well, I wouldn't let them in. I, I have actually uh, turned people away. 
Yeah. I'd love to be able to do that in the assembly. You know, <laughs> well, that's we what don't, I thought. And, 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 and the, the only way that I can get anywhere near that, Tom, and I didn't hear the duck because here we go back to the assembly, but the only way I can get <clears> near <throat> that, thank you. Sorry. The only way I can get near that is, is when we um, actually have a division and there's a two-minute bell, yeah. and at the end of those two minutes I get to say, lock the doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'd love to see introduced is sort of like, like in the soccer, you know, a, a red Sin and yellow. No, a red and yellow card. Uh-huh. You know, you could stand right. up there and show uh-huh. the yellow or stand up there and that's your second yellow, you're out. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, you know, there's the, there's the three calls and you're out. Yeah, but you, you haven't got a card, one. though, do you? You need a no, card. No, there's no card. Colour-coded card. There's just the sergeant with that very, very large mace. Well, well, well the, I mean, I don't know how many, I don't know what to do with all of this because I also want to ask you what questions. Are you doing? Well, that's, just, you're just getting them out of the way, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say you've got five, because I want to keep asking you questions about this. What, well. did he, what was he doing? Was he just <laughs> saying young talent time all the time or something? What, no, I mean, 6IX. How did he, 6IX. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's doing breakfast radio yeah. on 6IX. I have, I have heard the program, yeah. I will confess. Yeah. Um, what about, who's the Wilson Tucky of State Parliament then? The Wilson Tucky? Hmm. Yeah, well, hold on. Look, that comes with a whole yeah. package of things. Uh, okay. Which bit of Wilson? Which part of Wilson? Yeah. Okay, Wilson Tucky to me is the he's the uh, David Rees Jones of, of federal parliament in that he spent more. You know, he's been sent out of the house more times, I think, than anyone else. David Rees Jones didn't he play for Carlton at yeah. one stage? Yeah, but he, is that who we're talking yeah. about? Yeah, but he was like he went before the tribunal on, yeah. on twenty two occasions yeah. or something like that and got you know lost a lot of games. There, there are a lot of uh, serial offenders in the in the calling stakes. Not that I've actually thrown any, anybody out of the house, and I don't want to. I don't. I don't have that interest. I mean, I, it, it's a it's a power that uh, I possess, if you like, via the role, but. I think everybody needs to be in there to make their contributions, so there's a little bit of lenience there. Look, but probably the closest to Wilson Tucky, and the first person that sprung to mind was the, the member for Jandicott, uh, Joe Francis. <laughs> Joe will like me for saying this. Uh, he, he keeps dogs. Like two dogs voted for him before anybody else, and they're his dogs. <laughs> Woody, what about you're at Channel 7 for a long time? Three years. Oh, see, and, and then Christopher Skye spent all the money. And, and, and so what happened? Well, uh, You were I'm, doing the weather at the time. Yeah, what, I, what? I was doing the weather. And, and simply what happened, and, and I think it was a sort of fairly uh, tough call for some people at that stage. I think I was fairly fortunate. Uh, I, I was married but uh, didn't have any children. Uh, my wife worked and uh, I had some uh, other employment as well while I was working at Channel 7. But... Essentially what happened was uh, Christopher Scase uh, had spent the money, the company was in the hands of the receivers and they had to uh, work out the best way of getting uh, Channel 7 uh, back towards the black. So on a, on a week-by-week basis they uh, got rid of more of us all the time and uh, one week I, w- I was one of 16 to go. Um, I might get you to flesh that out if you don't mind. I've got a specific question because I think people need sure. to understand this industry um, uh, because it's a tough one uh, at times and uh, people will wonder why it was because you were very popular as a weather presenter, wonder why it was that you were no longer there, why you were there on a Friday perhaps and not on a Monday. And now, uh, Woody, have, have you got time to stay or are you under a bit of pressure to leave? No, I'm I'm, uh, I'm going down uh, Friday night tonight to pick at Channel 7 again to try and get that, <laughs> okay, uh, that employment contract reinstated. Great. <laughs> Stay there. We'll be back with you after news. Um, Grant Woodham's our guest on Drive. Thank you. That's the time and the temperature to On Drive. Fridays with Batters and Wolf. The gateway to the weekend. Yeah, and make sure you close it on the way out, will you? 
There's a lamb barring in that. I'm not sure what that's about. Batters and Wolfie with you, and uh, I'm delighted to say that Grant Williams remains with us, the member for more. Um, and great, great to be able to spend some time with you, Woody. The, 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 your time as a weather presenter, um, losing that job, can you give us a feel for, for how it actually happened? Well, well, essentially what had happened, uh, Russell, is, as I was talking before the news, um, that Channel 7 was owned by Christopher Scase. Uh, he'd gone broke, to put it mildly. Uh, the company was in the hands of the receivers and uh, the receivers had to uh, basically uh, dispose of some assets and, and also uh, cut back on salaries. And it was quite simple. I was just one of the salaries that was cut back. But um, as I mentioned, I, I, I didn't feel you know, any great impact myself. I was actually working at the Academy of Performing Arts as well at the same time. And uh, my wife was working. We didn't have uh, any kids at that point. So it was, um, you know, one door closed and uh, you go and look for another one to open. And and you've never had to wait to, to find employment. But, but I'm, I'm thinking of the idea of turning up to work, thinking everything's going to be normal and then being told that, in fact, you're out of a job. And, and it's, a very, it's a very sudden change. It's not like, oh, you've got four weeks to sort yourself out. No, well, it happened on a Friday night, and uh, I'd I'd done the weather with uh, <laughs> with Rick and Susanna. Who else would you do it with? Them <laughs> Channel Seven and Dennis Cometti might have even been there as well. And, and then uh, one of the uh, one of the people from management was uh, was waiting to see me uh, afterwards and uh, escorted me up to uh, see someone from higher management. And uh, he informed me of of the circumstances, and I was asked if I had any personal effects on the. On the grounds of Channel 7, I said no. The HR was, in fact, parked outside of the grounds <laughs> and uh, essentially was escorted off the premises. End of story. Just like that. To the security Just like that. gate. Yep. Can we have your cards? Uh, yeah, and yeah. It's incredible. But uh, it, it's for me, it was not too bad. But I think, you know, for a lot of guys who were there who had uh, a range of commitments and perhaps it was the only job they'd ever had or the only skill they may have possessed uh, to be then literally uh, on the street and looking for a job in the next couple of days, uh, a very hard ask. Um, we've had uh, some listeners ringing in to ask questions. Dawn wants to know if you still take an interest in the weather. Oh, I, uh, I certainly do. Um, I don't watch it with the ferociousness that I once did, so I'd be entirely up to speed. But, yeah, I have some interest. Um, Peter wants to know about the Ubi Doobies. Uh, come on, Subi. <laughs> I, I got to uh, relive the Ubi Doobie Come On Subi call just a few weeks ago because I'm a, a dedicated Subiaco supporter. And uh, we had a function at the club rooms whereby we inducted another five diehards into the Subiaco Football Club. And uh, I was able to make a public announcement and able to do the Ubi Doobie Come On Subi. <laughs> Grant, can I ask, when you did the weather, did, did you do the weather in, in shorts and thongs? Uh, yes, I did. Oh, okay. Yep, yep. <laughs> Back Foot, footy, footy shorts and thongs. Quite often. Um, that's, that's where he gets it from. Yep. Um, Bob Those Burton. thongs still fit, Russell? Yeah, yeah thongs Thong? fit. Is that plural? Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bob, Bob Burton from Jero wants to ask you, uh, wants me to ask you about rum balls. Did you, do, do you make rum balls? No, no, I'd, I'd need some more explanation on no, that one. Okay. Did don't you mind make, eating them. Did you make Russell's rumbles? No, no not no. that I'm aware of. We're tr- trying to find out who did. I, no, have a, no. I have a blue ribbon for rumble making and really? also a cheque for $25 from the Royal Agriculture Society. Better spend it pretty quickly. Yeah, that's right. Um, now, Woody, what about working with the cat? Yes, fat cat. 
Uh, Fat Cat, when I was at uh, Channel 7 and had been for a long time, uh, the, the, the internal workings of Fat Cat uh, were, were usually Reg Whiteman. Uh, Reg was a former dancer. Uh, when Channel 7 had you know, huge production facilities and used to do a range of live productions, and he was one of their dancers. Uh, when all that business closed, probably uh, late 60s, early 70s, and uh, Fat Cat went on his barnstorming tour, uh, Reg inherited the role, and for most of the time, uh, Reg Whiteman was Fat Cat. But I only got to work with uh, Fat Cat you know, if, uh, if Keith wasn't there or, um, or one of the other minders <laughs> wasn't there. It was a role I aspired to, but I just wasn't up to it. <laughs> so you kept the cat company from time to time at public outings. The, the, the best instance I can give you of keeping the cat company is that we had the, uh, the Christmas parade. This would have been late 1980s, and you drive through the, uh, the streets of Perth in, in, in the open moke, you know, the mini moke with the, with the open top. And, and Keith, Keith Geary was driving. I was sitting next, next to Keith, and in the back of the moke was Fat Cat. And, uh, and Fat Cat had a, a, a big container of lollies that he was throwing to children. It was permitted in those days. You were allowed to feed them. These days, I know there are laws against it. But, uh, so he was, he was throwing lollies out to the kids. And at one stage, I, I turned around and noticed that he wasn't throwing the lollies out anymore. And so I, I literally abused him because you know, you, there, there was nothing that you could hear above the din of people yelling and screaming. And I, I mentioned to Fat Cat in not-so-subtle terms that he should wake up and you know, start <laughs> responding. And there was just absolutely no response at all. So, uh, And I did this on several times and then actually reached around and physically grabbed one of the paws. Uh, no life. So, so Keith, uh, I said to Keith, no, we've got to get out of here. So we went back to the concert hall where we had started from. We drove back. We just got off the parade and, and took Fat Cat's head off. And, and Reg had actually fainted in the suit. It was so hot. So he had to pour water in to revive him. Don't tell me I don't look after cats. Oh, that's beautiful. After you'd been abusing him, that's wonderful. Well, he was, he was, he was out to it. He didn't know. And I wasn't going to tell him afterwards. <laughs> Grant Williams is our special guest. Batters and Wolfie this afternoon. A little bit of music. Come and see the real thing. Come and see the real thing. Russell Morris and the real thing, Woody. That some means something to you? Does it uh, take you back? Or? Yeah, it, it takes me back. Uh, Albany, 1969, and, and I think it was really when I first realised that there was a strong Australian music industry. I've, I've loved music all, all the time and uh, loved pop music. You know, probably from the late 1950s onwards, and started collecting records. And it probably wasn't until that song that I really started to understand the Australian music industry and that uh, we had some really great talent around. You know, you know, big fan, of obviously, of the Easy Beats way before um, Russell came along, but it was, that was a turning point. Yeah, and, and interesting that that song was written, in fact, by... Molly uh, Meldrum. Jo- no, written by oh, Johnny Young yes, yes, a- and sorry. produced by um, Molly Meldrum. And we did, you know, we had Johnny Young in here. And he was talking about that song, and I said, I know you wrote it, but have you ever actually performed it? He said, yeah, I do sort of do it a little bit. And we said, oh, sing some, just off the cuff, and this is what he gave us. Come and see the real thing, come and see the real thing, come and see 
Come and see the real thing. Come and see the real thing. Come and see. There's a meaning there, but the meaning there doesn't really mean a thing. Come and see the real thing. Come and see the real thing. Come and see. It's not bad, is it? Like, he's mm. still got some talent. JY. Yeah. yeah. He works at 6IX these days. Did you guys know that? Oh, <laughs> Give him a duck. <laughs> I'm looking for them. Where are they? Uh, you know, you're up to five. You don't really need our help, oh, but okay. you get one. Uh, you get one for promoting Johnny Young's music program. Uh, uh, Woody, it's been really nice to spend this time with you, and um, it's lovely to, you know, for people that may not be familiar with the person other than the speaker. I mean, there'll be a generation of people that will think of you as a politician, which just makes me giggle. Isn't that sad? (laughs) Gee, do they have no life? Um, Keep on punching. It's lovely to have you in the house on the hill. I feel like somehow the house is uh, a better place with you in it. And um, thank you so much for joining us on Drive today. Well, Russell and Tom, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. Good on you, Grant.